Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games, brought to you by Oh Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of Oh Rock. And I'm uh, Michael Gray. I'm the leg boy of Oh Rock. <laughs> the leg boy? Well, you already got the head boy. I don't know what other <laughs> body parts are left. That's perfect. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. We're sticking with that one. That one's really good. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. That's that's it. We're done. That's your official title now. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, so how's it going, leg boy? I don't know. Um, I remember we were supposed to talk about the the typo game last month. <laughs> wow, good job. That's what I was trying to remember. Yeah, so I don't know if uh, you guys remember we we mentioned this a couple times the last couple of podcasts that I was working on. A prototype of an adventure game based on a real life book. I'm not going to mention the name of the book. I'm probably not allowed to. Uh, but it was a. It was. <laughs> um, this is going to be selling a short book, but it was a book about correcting typos. <laughs> and uh, the way the story was written, uh, it occurred to me that man, this book is just ripe for a point and click adventure game. Um, so I started tweeting back and forth with the actual author of the book, and he gave me the go ahead to make a prototype. Uh, and so I did. It was, what, like two screens? One was set in the main character's bathroom. One was set in a mall, and you had to go around uh, correcting typos. But, like, the puzzle wasn't just, like, pointing out that there was an apostrophe that was wrong. You had to, like, figure out a way to access the thing in order to correct it and then use the right tools in order to correct it. So, yeah, like, there's a sign that has a typo, and you need to convince the store owner to let you change their sign. Exactly. Like there was, I think the one in the mall, like there was a kiosk and it was uh, a perfume stand, I think. Uh, So there was someone like spraying perfume and you had to go and like replace the perfume bottle with a bottle of glitter. (laughs) And then it would just cause enough chaos that you could sneak in there and uh, and correct a typo. Why Uh, was this game not made? Right? Like, oh man, I... I kind of feel like we should try to find a way to make this game without infringing on uh, anyone's copyright. It's in, like, the original book. There was, like, this whole, like, road trip angle to it. There was a love story. There was all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, but then when I sent the finished prototype to the writer, he, he was into it. Uh, and then he checked with his book agent at that point, And the book agent said that legally they couldn't, we couldn't make the game. Like, we could make it, but we could only... Like, there was a certain amount of, like, words and story from the book that we could legally use, and we could not use more than that, right? And at that point, we would have just had to come up with a whole new story anyway, um, which seems kind of pointless. Like, the whole point of the game was to make a game based on this specific story, so if we couldn't really use the story, there was little point in going forward with the game. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. It was, it was kind of disappointing. I'd, I'd wish we'd found that out before I went to the trouble to make the prototype and get Michael here to help out with the art. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you had me do um, just random art, wasn't it? Because somebody did the backgrounds and the characters. Yeah. So I had to do the inventory items uh, and the cursor, I think. That sounds right, yeah. I mean, it was cool, though. I mean, the prototype ended up being kind of a mishmash of styles because we did have a few different uh, people working on it, but... I mean, the gameplay was pretty solid. Like, it was a good idea. I, I really wish it could have gone forward. Um, you know, maybe if we do want to put our heads together, we can we can figure out a way to make it work. But, yeah, there was, like, weird, like, 
I'm not going to use the word drama, but issues with some of the art going into the game too. Like I had actually contracted someone to like draw the characters and I paid them and they kind of dragged their feet and took forever to get it done. And that's fine. (laughs) You know, that's the sort of thing that happens in game development. It's one of the reasons why I like working with friends so much more or friends and like just people I trust, people I have existing relationships with, you know, I want to be able to believe that someone's going to do the thing they do before we actually start moving forward on a game. I wonder what those legal issues are, because I haven't played many other games that are based on books. I've seen a couple which are, um, you know, just public domain things. I'm sure there are a hundred Alice in Wonderland and uh, Wizard of Oz books. I mean, games, video games. Yeah, okay. I actually, um, I just brought up the uh, original email from uh, October 2012, <laughs> which is uh, when this, this project uh, basically died. Um, yeah, so they checked with the publisher, and the publisher said we would need to limit the directly quoted book text to fair use level. So it would have to be 500 words or less, and any more than that we would have run into some problems. So they just they couldn't secure the rights from the book publisher to actually let us move forward with the game. Why would the book publisher not want to do that? Yeah, it's a... It's weird, because now I'm going to have to look up. I think it's the Nancy Drew Model Mysteries, which I... Basically, that's a, it's a video game, which is very much just directly based off the books. And it's mm-hmm. awful, by the way. Don't don't get it. <laughs> the books are awful, so make, making, a, making a trilogy off of the worst... I mean, making a game based off the worst trilogy is just... It's just a bad idea. But I just have to wonder why or what was going on there. It's um for what it's worth, it's a it's a big name publisher. Again, I, I don't want to use any specifics because it's it's not my place to. But it was it is it is a known publisher. Um, so it could just be you know they're they're too big to want to deal with an indie developer or to even like want to be bothered with this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anyone who's listening to this is, you know, really excited about this idea, I could, I could try to reopen discussions with the author again. Uh, so tweet, email me, paul at allrock.com. If you really want to see this typo game, I can, I can get in touch with them. It was a whole bunch of years ago, so, you know, maybe stuff's changed since then. But I doubt it. Yeah, man, now I'm bummed out. This was a bummer of a way to start this podcast. Okay, so, um... Getting back to what I was saying, Nancy drew the model mysteries. It's clear that they were making the game in conjunction with uh, making the books, if that makes sense. So, I mean, this game came out in between books two and three of the trilogy. looks like that's what the date is. And um, it's pretty solid in that it follows the, the trilogy pretty closely. It's just a really awful trilogy, and so that just makes things all the worse. And it's, um... It's a hidden objects game on the Nintendo DS, and it does the thing where the Nintendo DS screen is not big enough to, for a hidden objects challenge, so what you have to do is scroll the screen in order to see all of it, if that makes sense. Awesome. So yeah. you can only see like a sixth of the screen at once, and oh, I have to find the hidden objects, but I can only see one sixth of the screen at once due to the hardware limitations. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, if I kind of feel like hidden object games on the on any portable system is probably not a you know a great idea. <laughs> like the screen's so small to begin with, they'd have to be pretty big hidden objects in order to even see anything. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it works with the iPad or I guess one of yeah. those larger ones. But yeah, I mean a, ta- a tablet is you know like two or three times as big as the screen on a 3DS or a DS, I should say. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it kind of works there. There's like one scene in the game which isn't actually in in the actual trilogy. It makes me wonder what's going on, what happened, but. Yeah, so I mean, just looking for uh, video games that were based on books, it's mostly just licensed stuff. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland, Animorphs, Agatha Christie, Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> Dinotopia. Oh my god, I would love to get the Animorphs license. <laughs> They've only made three Animorphs video games. Yeah. None of them were adventure games, I don't think. One was an adventure game. That was the PlayStation yeah. 1. It had adventure game puzzles, if that makes sense. Did it really? Okay. It had like the... <laughs> You know, our characters pick up a shovel and carry it around for two hours until they reach the place where they actually have to use it. I've only seen one review of the game, but that person just really, really just hated it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. It's called Animorphs Shattered Reality. Uh, it came out in 2000 for the PlayStation 1. Uh, you have to collect pieces of the Continuum Crystal using various animal morphs. I mean, yeah, I feel like the uh, the morphing part would like really lend itself well to uh, an adventure game style interface, right? That's another that's another license we we most likely cannot get the rights to. But uh. but nobody's doing anything with animorphs. Come on, give it to I us. I know. Like I I can understand <laughs> you're not giving us the rights to Harry Potter, although I don't. Oh man. But but but. You know, we haven't had a we haven't had a new Babysitters Club book in a while. Let's let's do it. <laughs> oh well, then we still might get the Nancy Drew one <laughs> if uh, based on based on how her interactive's been going lately. Oh, ouch. oh yeah, no, that was a, that was a cheap shot. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if anyone at her interactive's listening. I'm not even mad with you guys. I've just, I'm just amused by all the comments they get whenever they try to make an update about the Nancy Drew game, and they they try to be like. Very rational and calm and explain, like, I'm sorry, guys, this is what's going on. And all the comments are just so mean. <laughs> like, no, how, wh- it's been two years, where's the next game? And, yeah. And then oh. Kingdom Hearts fans are like, Ser- seriously, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man, so, um, so Game is getting ready for its year-end awards, right? So I was, I was rereading some of the old articles. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, won an award. It came out in the year 2006. Kingdom Hearts 2 came out 11 years ago. Oh. And 3, like, still doesn't even have a release date. Sorry, it came out, uh, it was either 05 or 06, either way. That's still, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> you know, I keep wishing that we could get the rights to do, uh, uh, I love the 1980s Hardy Boys Case File series, and I, yeah. I would just love to d- do a game based on that. But it's like, I have no idea how I'd even go about getting the rights for it. I still want to do a game based on the hit webcomic Pug's Adventure. I think we can get the rights to that one. We actually can't get the rights. I, <laughs> <laughs> the character oh. Pug is based on, um, I think, what was her name? Boots and Her Buddies uh, comic strip, okay. which was in the 40s by Edgar Martin. And I just stole that character oh. just because I liked the way the character looked. I didn't steal the personality or anything like that. All right, so we just need to come up with some new character designs then. We could still do this. I wouldn't say stole slash heavily based because I wasn't good enough to draw the exact way that person oh. did. But that author was clearly... um author artist um basically a clothing model he he 
apparently, you know, did clothing model designs, and that's that's what he did, and he got roped into doing a comic strip. It's like here, just just have all a bunch of gorgeous women doing fancy poses all the time, like like you normally do. It, it'll be a cinch, buddy. Yeah, I think uh, I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to reread them on your blog, but I don't think the the, the links are working anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, all... yeah, they are. They probably aren't. They're all on some uh, old home.comcast.net website. They're all hosted there, or were hosted there. Yeah, they they were. Yeah, the links are all they're all dead now. Oh no! Oh, that's so sad. Poor Pugs Adventure. But that's okay. I I mean I I did reuse the one Pugs Adventures uh character for my Nigerian prince Caitlin or whatever her name was. Oh, someday. Uh, but yeah. So speaking about Michael doing art for games, uh, you've been showing me some new pixel art you've been doing for uh for the Room Escape game and and the new uh artistic method you've been employing uh you want to tell us a little about that yes um let me get my pictures up artistic sure. method you make it sound so much fan anyway <laughs> what i've been trying to do is uh the pix- pixel art because this is going to be like an old style adventure game although i wrote it like a modern casual adventure game so i have no idea how this blending of the two <laughs> genres is ever going to work but what part should I talk about first? Which item in the room? So basically the way I've been doing it is uh, I did it item by item. There are like one, two, three, four, five, six different items in the room. And every time I, I do the artwork for an item, I just pass it on to Paul and say, does this look good? Does this, <laughs> does it, does this look like sandpaper? And he's like, no, that looks like a roll of toilet paper. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's a roll of toilet paper now. I was going to say, it was a really good roll of toilet paper. I think I actually improved it. I think I made it a little bit yeah. taller, didn't I? Yeah. Could be. Anyway, it's a roll of toilet paper now, and we've got a new puzzle uh, <laughs> involving that, which is fine. Awesome. I'll just use that with a... I'll just turn that into a joke, I guess. Because I know there's a puzzle later on when you're supposed to clean up a spill... And so I'll just just have the same thing, like you use the roll of uh, toilet paper towels. Yeah, I made it taller to make it a wad of toilet paper towels. Okay. So basically I'm going to do the thing where you have the same puzzle twice, where it's like first time you use the the wad of toilet paper towels, uh, you know, to uh, clean up a spill, and then the second time you have to use like a shirt to clean up the spill. And I'll just... I think the term is lampshade, but make a joke about it in the script. So, like, when our, our hero does it, it's like, gee, too bad I threw out that toilet paper roll earlier. <laughs> it's like, why do I throw oh. out every item after using it exactly once? That's oh, so that's strange fun. It's me. like trolling the player. I like it. <laughs> I think oh. I made one or two attempts. I, I, I'm totally forgetting the adventure game script, uh, or the script at this point. Yeah, yeah. But, um... There are plenty of times it's where, where um, you've got multiple items that you should be able to use, but the game is only accepting one answer. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I need a thing of water. It's like, well, I could use I could use a glass, I could use the coffee cup, or I could use the old shoe. And the game is expecting <laughs> old shoe. It will not accept it if I try to scoop water in a coffee cup. Well, does it give a reason why you can't use the coffee cup? No. No, <laughs> I've seen no? games where there's a reason, and there's a game oh. where there is no reason, and so I. Oh think man, I don't know. That could make people upset. It, it does make it upset. So <laughs> I was, I was thinking, yeah. I don't know if I'm, if I wrote something to to yeah. make fun of it when games do yeah. that, because those games <laughs> should be made fun of because that's yeah. ridiculous. Well, 
for for whatever it's worth, it would it, it's it wouldn't be a problem to program multiple possible solutions into the game. Like I, I could, I, it could easily be made so that the solution works with either the coffee mug or the cup or the shoe. Although the shoe is the shoe is clearly the best answer. Yeah, I think what would have <laughs> to do at that point is um, basically program it so if if the person does that, you know, they use the shoe. Um, mm-hmm. but the shoe was actually intended to go with the sock that the shoe would just stay in the inventory instead of disappearing yeah. after you oh, use yeah, it. Oh yeah, that's totally, that's totally simple. Like that's not even a, a thing that, that we can totally do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll have to keep in mind it when we do the script, but, yeah. uh, so I started off with doing emergency ketchup, I believe. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, that, that, that is like the most beautiful pixelated ketchup bottle I've ever seen in my life. I think you did a fantastic job with that. It's funny because I took forever trying to spell out the word emergency. Well, I think we should start with uh, sure. what was our first email was trying to figure out what size the screen. And I know we discussed this on our last oh, podcast, yeah. but we still have no <laughs> they're, idea they're... how it works. What widescreen is. So what I did was I just took a photograph. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I played a video game what I knew was widescreen and did print screen <laughs> and then just copy pasted the game screen that. This, and so, this is definitely how real professional developers do it, by the way. Yeah. And so I shrunk that to, um, however many pixel, uh, 400 mm-hmm. pixels tall, I believe. And then, mm-hmm. and then I made, uh, you know, I started off by trying to make emergency ketchup. Um, Simply because what I did was I made a, you know, a rectangle and then a smaller rectangle inside. You know, if you've seen one of those emergency fire things, that's what that's what it's yeah. supposed to look like. Like emergency, here's an emergency fire extinguisher. <laughs> but it's a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I started with that because it'd be easy because it's it's literally just a box. So all I have to do is make four straight lines. Um, color it red, and then I had the hardest time trying to write out actual um, uh, letters. You know, the mm-hmm. word emergency. No, they came out well. I didn't. I didn't even realize you had written it out. I thought it was just a font, so it looks good. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So what I did was, let me see. I, I thought, oh, this is different, right? I had to change it. But it's like, okay, each letter is going to be five characters wide is what I decided, and then so-and-so uh, characters tall. When I say characters, I mean pixels, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I literally just, just did the pixels, and E is pretty simple, um, but letter C is pretty simple, letter letter G is pretty simple. But then the M, I have no idea how to do the M, because that involves <laughs> doing crooked lines, and so mm-hmm. that, that was just really difficult. And so I made it, I got it to Paul, and he said, no, this is too tall. Four, 400 pixels is too tall. It's not pixelated enough. And so yeah. I had to shrink it to 200 uh, pixels tall. Or, no, no, no. What you wanted to do was have it uh, sent to the same height as a beard in the mirror. Yeah, that was my original idea, yeah. But then Adventure Game Studio updated, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so- <laughs> I think it updated a while ago, but I mean, I, I finished the Beard in the Mirror last year, so I haven't downloaded any updates to AGS since then. Uh, and in the newest version, uh, there aren't any restrictions on resolution. You can do whatever you want. You could make it, like, tall if you want. Like, you could make it the resolution of a sheet of paper, for example. Is it possible to do something where, like, the game switches resolution partway through? Like, for the, oh, God. for the sake of one puzzle, all of a sudden the screen is super tall? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know. 
Uh, I'll look it. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah. So what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to touch up this ketchup bottle. Weirdest thing is um, saving saving a picture in. Uh, I mean, made I made it in paint, and mm-hmm. then I saved it in paint. And paint costs like automatic pixelation, if that makes sense. So basically. A red box. You think every, you know, I use the paint bucket to, to make it red. Every single pixel mm-hmm. should be the exact same shade of red. And that's what it was until I saved it in paint and then reopened it. And all of a sudden it's a different shade of red. I have no idea what happened there. And so what I'm doing now, um, you know, while we're doing this podcast is while I'm here on, uh, I'm just going through uh, Photoshop and trying to change it so every single pixel of red is the exact same shade of red because it it looks to me to be random that some pixels were just randomly darkened and some Mm -hmm. were just like randomly lightened a shade i don't know what on the um on the box or the ketchup bottle itself Uh, i'm talking about just the box because i think the ketchup bottle looks pretty good i mean there's like there's almost a shading on the left hand side where it's a, a much lighter shade of red yeah, the ketchup bottle shading is on purpose. The shading oh, on the cool. actual red box okay. itself is not. <laughs> okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure you weren't getting rid of the, the cool shading on the ketchup bottle. Awesome. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying now. I'm, I'm looking at it too. Yeah, that's weird. It, uh, yeah, it adds like a uh, kind of graphical. I, I think I've heard the word artifacts used for that before. Uh, I might be wrong, but I, I totally see what you're getting at. Yeah, so it's just. I guess just a weird thing that. Um, yeah, I, bl- I I would blame paint for that. Paint, yeah, no, I mean because it it looked perfectly fine in paint, then I saved it and reopened it, and it wasn't fine. I think I've got it fixed now, except for one pixel here and the letter R. So let me fix. Yeah, I mean now that you mention that, I think I remember that coming up too. With uh, you remember, be careful what you search for over on Game Cola, mm-hmm. their, their comic about uh, Google search terms. Um, I remember that it would uh, that would do something similar too. I think Terrence was drawing it in paint and sending it to me, and then I would go to put it on the website, and it would have all these like weird like kind of dots all over the image uh, where they weren't supposed to be. And I remember for a few of them, at least, I had to go and try to fix them uh, before we went to publish. So, uh, yeah, as I said, I blame paint. Yeah, it's paint. It's definitely paint's <laughs> fault. Yeah, so with the ketchup bottle itself, so I mean, I, I made this box, um, you know, I wrote ketchup, I wrote emergency ketchup, I did that all by myself, I made the interior, but I actually needed a bottle of ketchup, and so what I did was I went to uh, Pixabay and just shrunk their, uh, they had a free stock photo of ketchup, I think, which was sort of like pre-made, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Of uh, it's a vector image. I don't know what that means, but it basically means it's got a transparent background. Yeah. So I I took it, I shrunk it so it fit the size of the box, and it pretty much looked perfect. So that was good. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks really good in in, uh, in the screenshot you sent me. Yeah, I tried doing it with uh, some of the other stuff, like the microwave. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I took a picture of my microwave that that <laughs> you know, and I I shrunk it, and so. Um, it looks good. I had to do a lot of touch-up to make it actually look better, because it kind of looked horrible when it first came. But um, that's still a really good strategy is to, uh, you know, if I take a real-life picture and I just shrink it and use that to base something off of, that that works. That's how I got my uh, toilet paper roll. <laughs> and uh, the dresser is interesting, because the dresser is completely a different color and a different size, so I, I had to go... I, I had to change a lot of that stuff just by hand, mm-hmm. but... It took forever for us to get the dresser figured out. I think I sent you like yeah. five of them. 
It's like, here's it different colors, here's it different heights. And it's like, well, it needs to be bigger than the microwave, which is perched upon it, but... <laughs> If we shrink the microwave, now the ketchup bottle is huge. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think we, I, I don't know, I'll have to see what it looks like in the game, because it's still, I'm looking at it right now, like, the ketchup bottle is, like, almost the same size as the cabinet. <laughs> ketchup bottle is, yeah, basically the same. <laughs> it's a very large ketchup bottle. <laughs> it's the same size as the, the toilet paper roll, though, and that looks good. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure as the as the scene comes together, too, it'll start looking better, and, and yeah, but I, I think... This is looking really good. I'm really happy about this. The scene comes together. It's basically done. Oh no! Yeah, (laughs) I've just got. I've just got the picture of the. uh, I need to double check. Well, weren't we going to do something with uh, the wall too? Because right now it's just like a white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, that that, that's all I meant. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean like you need to. No, we need. We need to completely redo everything. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) But other items. Doing uh, uh, doing a carpet, so I think originally my carpet was ugly, and then you sent me, it's like, I want this style of carpet with, with lines yeah. on it. Yeah, we added a nice pattern to it. It looks good. But that pattern just took forever. <laughs> oh, well, it came out really well. <laughs> I'm glad it did, but yeah. I had no idea how to actually do a pattern, because I did that all by hand. And, and, mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, here's the one loop, that's great, here's the other loop. That's great. And and then by the time I do the third one, I was off by a pixel or something. No. <laughs> it clearly is. If you zoom in and, and pay super close oh, attention, no. I, I must... I don't know. It's like, wait, this stripe needs to be five pixels long. And for some reason, it's five pixels long on the top and then four pixels long. Oh, on the... no. Sorry. You need to completely redo it now. No, no. no. It's ruined. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't match either. Uh, I, I can't look at it anyway. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> it was supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's not perpendicular or parallel, but a mirror image of each other, I guess. So the top half of the rug would be the same as the bottom half of the rug. And sure, it's, it's sure. currently not that. That is currently not the case. But it, I think it looks fine. Yeah. So um, yeah. that was cool. It was interesting with the dresser. Uh, you saying that the dresser, we need... It's like, it looks weird to have a dresser which is closed. You have to be able to open the dresser. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I, 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 I was just picturing the player. I, I think the, the first thing, if you see a dresser or any kind of drawer in an adventure game, the first thing you're going to do is try to open it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if we have a dresser, we have to be able to open it. And, le- and le- I mean, I guess we could just say it's locked, but it's also a good, uh, a good excuse to add more items. Like, we have, a, we have a thing right there we can put items in, so... Good to take advantage of that. Yeah, so uh, uh, in moving things around and um, adding an extra puzzle, so uh, the the toilet paper roll puzzles. So we'll see if I'll add a, another puzzle, but it, it looks good. Um, next, I guess I just have to work on. A sc- uh, well, when I finish screen number one, I'll, I'll I'll move on to screen number two. But it's been working pretty well for me doing the art for this. Um, good. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> Okay, so I've got... Yeah, I've started on the second screen. I've got a really fancy-looking pillar. I just need to fix... Uh, there's going to be a hot dog on the pillar. But... <laughs> this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it oh, like this, this on be, purpose. It's this great. This is going to be so good. But, uh, oh, part of the problem I realized partway through, too, um, is that... 
you know, the screen looks great with all the items on it, but the player is going to pick up the items. <laughs> and so I need to have a picture, you know, a copy of it yeah. without any of the items there, too. Um, so have you been working with layers on Photoshop? Yeah, so I, I tried to convert most of the things to layers. Okay, yeah, because that's the easy way to do that, because then you just hide the layer to do the version of the image without the object on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way um, AGS works, um, so the background is the version of the background without any of these objects, and then I individually place the objects on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. So that's that's the main thing I've been working on. We haven't been doing any... Uh, what have you been doing on our game front? <laughs> uh, Pizza a lot, Boy. actually. Oh, wait, yeah, there were like a million things you emailed me about, and I totally ignored <laughs> and said, we'll, we'll save it for the podcast. Yeah, do you want to talk about them right now? Sure. Uh, Pizza Boy delivery game. You, you, had a, you wanted a newscaster? Oh, yeah, so I had this cool idea, right? There's a, there's a scene. Um, so I just started coding... Uh, Chapter two, in the beginning of chapter two, there's uh, the main character is Doug is watching the news, and there's a bit of dialogue from a newscaster. So it occurred to me that we could like actually <laughs> record like a newscaster delivering this line on um, Fiverr.com. I found a couple different people that I could pay five dollars to dress as a newscaster and CGI a fake set behind them and deliver these lines. I thought that might be kind of interesting and introduce a little FMV element to the game. So, yeah, because all the characters are, are real-life pictures, too. Exactly, yeah. So I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, I think the line is, uh, the line itself is a throwaway line, isn't it? <laughs> it is. As I get in the news, the, uh, the, the hot local high school football team lost, a, lost another game. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, maybe that's not where, where we want to put my $5 of, of, of budget, but... Uh, I mean, and and the thing was, too, that um, they would record, I forget how many lines it was, or words, I think it was like 50 words, and it was basically double what we had in the script. So if we wanted, we could actually do two scenes like that for $5. Ooh. Uh, if that's something we're interested in, if it's not, we don't have to. Where else could uh, we slip it in? But I feel like we would have to make it plot relevant. Yeah, sure. Because the line right now is... Um, in the script, uh, Joe meets uh, future Joe. Or is his name still Joe? No, it's Doug now. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> sorry, Doug Rivers is the default name, but you can type in your own name, okay, or whatever name you okay, want. Okay, so his name yeah. was Joe then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to be Joe. Actually, when I've been testing it, I type in his first name as Argyle and his last name is Fum. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, um, yeah. When he meets his future self, uh, it, it, I, I had a hard time writing the scenes where what he and his future self would talk about. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that's like his uh, his future self says it's like, well, thirty years in the future, your cousin is still obsessed with the the local high school football team, right? And, and the one year they won every single game. <laughs> and I thought that was funny because that's something people do in real life. It's like, oh gosh, remember, remember when the Bears won the Super Bowl in nineteen eighty six? It's sure, like sure, that sure. was that was thirty one years ago. Why are you still talking about it? Yeah. But um, the newscaster also does uh, start to mention something about uh, the local animal shelter, which is not like directly related to the plot, but I feel like it's kind of like an Easter egg almost. Like it has something to do with the plot that I don't really want to get into. Yeah, that people won't know at that point in the game yet. Yeah. So so I mean there is there is a little bit of plot relevancy there. Yeah, but basically that that line was there just because 
later on just to confirm yeah. that the local high school football team is terrible. Sure. So, <laughs> oh, see, so it has it has both both parts of the uh, the line have to do with yeah, uh, so, the plot. So sort of. kind of later on, when the future self mentions, oh boy, you know, our uncle is still kind of obsessed with the, the crappy football team. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it was just it was a random idea I had when I was when I was browsing Fiverr and I came across that. So we can do it or we could not do it. Um, I thought yeah. it might be interesting. I was trying to think of of an interesting way to do that scene. Uh, because otherwise, like otherwise, how do I lay it out? Like I could get a picture of a TV and like a stock photo online of a newscaster. But I thought I thought that would look kind of weird considering most of the other characters and backgrounds are like actual people that we know or you know. They were they were photographs that were taken specifically for the game, so I didn't really want to put a stock image there and kind of ruin that aesthetic. So I think that's that's why I was thinking something like this would be cool. I mean, we could also just get someone to dress as a newscaster and take a picture of them and do that, like in a nice suit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could work too. Let me see. Mm-hmm. What other point in the game is Doug at his room, where he's in his room? I know, no, after he gets fired, he goes into yeah. his room. Oh, maybe he could be watching the news uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> Or the, the TV could be on in the kitchen or something. But that would be, like, that doesn't exist in the game right now, that, that there's a TV in the kitchen. So that would be, uh, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So another thing uh, with the game yeah. is uh, you sent me uh, character art. I did? You sent me, like, a version of Chapter 1 and said, please look at it. And I played through and I got to, like, the first oh, yeah, delivery yeah, and sorry. my game yeah. crashed. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, oh, whoops. okay. But along yeah. with that, you sent a bunch of character art saying, it's oh, like, yeah, if yeah, any yeah. of these pictures look like they're not good. Um, yeah, I just, I wanted to give you the option to, if you didn't like, if you didn't think a, a particular pose or expression lined up with the dialogue, I wanted to give you the opportunity to to suggest a change and then I could just make the change. Uh, I mean, you're, you're the designer, you're the director, you, you know what the game, uh, what people's expressions should look like better than I do. Uh, I guess uh, so. you're right. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, I, 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 I did spend a lot of time like trying to match things up as best I could, but I mean, uh, Poe, but nerfect, right? Yeah, I know. But me, me myself should remember <laughs> what poses I was trying to do at, at the moment, you know, what line of dialogue it was. Yeah. Oh, we've got some pictures that haven't just made it into the game yet because it's... A f- yep, and... Okay. And, and you're welcome to use those. Uh, just tell me which images you want, and, and if it's one that I haven't edited yet, I will go ahead and edit it. Okay. And any other thing about Pizza Delivery Boy? Uh, I don't remember. Cat President! <laughs> Cat President Achievements! Oh, yeah, that's, Let's go that's with the that. other thing. That's the other big thing I've been working on this month. So besides uh, coding... Uh, the pizza delivery boy save the world. I've been updating Cat President. I've corrected a lot of typos that people have mentioned in their Let's Play videos. But the real big thing I'm adding to the game is Steam achievements, which I have never gotten to play with before, and it's been kind of fun. So <laughs> it uh, yeah. turned out to be a lot easier than I thought it would be. I think what I think the only achievement I could think of was um, I feel like some of the achievements should be for like the joke joke pathways i'm thinking specifically frisky where um the harem scene where if you choose to go along with the harem that unlocks uh an achievement called full house (laughs) i like it i actually almost included an achievement for the space jam debate (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i can't think of any other instances where um you know if you you choose you know quote unquote Mm -hmm. the wrong answer it it, the Uh, game goes on for a while normally if you choose the wrong answer the game will you know, give you 
two or three lines and then go back to the, <laughs> be exactly the same no matter which option you yeah. choose because that's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I I had a lot of fun coming up there. Um, so there's one achievement that I'm I think people are are gonna like this one. It's just called uh, marry a cat. <laughs> it's just an achievement if you marry one of if you get an ending where you marry one of the cats in the game. And um, set, setting that up actually wasn't as simple as I thought it was gonna be because uh, I the way I had remembered it was that in every good ending you end up marrying the cat candidate. But that's not true. It was only like two or three of the endings where you get married. So I was, you know, going, like, really kind of pouring over the text to make sure I wasn't giving the achievement to people erroneously. Um, same thing for, there's an achievement for uh, becoming president, and in almost all of the good endings, your cat becomes president, but not all of them. Not 100% of them, so. That's weird. Wow, I guess I'm just so <laughs> inconsistent. Yeah, no, no, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's inconsistent, it's just the way the story played out, like, some of the games, the the store, some of the pathways, the story was done before the uh, election. You know, <laughs> like so a lot of them focused much more on the primary than the, than the final. Uh, yeah, yeah, know, that's right. Uh, I feel like we could also mm-hmm. have, um, you know, like that fishing bear statue. Um, click click on <laughs> the bear statue. <laughs> uh, wait, here you go. I, I I think the list I sent you isn't a hundred percent up to date, so I'm looking at the. The one that I actually yeah, use the now. one you uh, sent me was uh, basically become president, finish any ending, one for each of the yeah. characters, do all the endings, check out bonus, yeah. mess up typing in your name in the beginning. What? Uh, yes, yeah, so I added an achievement for. Um, I actually saw someone do this in a let's play. They like you know when you get the point where in the very beginning of the game where you can type in your name, it it automatically populates that field with the name Abigail. Abigail's the default name. And I saw someone delete the name and then press enter by mistake. <laughs> so then they played through the game as a blank name. <laughs> um, so that's actually one of the bugs I fixed. Uh, you can't do that now. If your name is blank, it'll just default you to Abigail anyway. But I thought it'd be funny to give an achievement for someone who did that uh, called You Had One Job. <laughs> <laughs> what, if you, uh, what if you name your character after one of the candidates? Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, you can do that right now. <laughs> that sounds like an I achievement. Didn't... Like, you choose to be Rover, and then you do the Rover storyline. <laughs> Call it self-love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, I can do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else did I get? Um, oh, yeah, I have one for uh, Meet the Developers. That's uh, if you once you find uh, both the Thunderpaw supporter character who is a picture of me, and uh, the H. Enchman character, who is a picture of Michael. Uh, once you find both of those characters in the game, you get an achievement for that. <laughs> that achievement was the coolest picture ever, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you see that on Twitter? Yes. I was really happy about that picture. I kind of want to make it my, my Twitter icon. Uh, let's see, another one for um, called Like and Subscribe. Uh, I added uh links to Oarock Studios Facebook and Twitter accounts on the main menu of the game and now if you click on one of them you get an achievement <laughs> for doing it. It's like stuff like that like it's weird cuz a visual novel is kind of a, a tough game to come up with achievements for cuz like there's no like combat it's all very straightforward reading there's only so many like different things the player can do it's like to earn Phoenix an achievement. Right where um basically all their achievements were uh, you you picked the wrong answer. You picked one of the joke answers. Yeah. 
Um, I've seen other games do it where uh, the achievement is something, you know, you do something that you have to do in order to complete the game, and that always felt like cheating. Like, make it to Chapter 3 on the Rover storyline. Yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of ours are, though. It's like, finish a DJ Nibbles ending, finish a Frisky pathway, etc. Just because it seemed like the obvious thing that that should be in the game. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I tried to do other ones, too, like like the ones I mentioned. Uh, One for just looking at the bonus materials. (laughs) Because I haven't seen a single Let's Play that went into the bonus materials yet, so I'm not sure if anyone even looked at them. Yeah, I feel like um, I could probably come up with one for each pathway, like... um... With the DJ Nibbles one was uh, nibbling to victory. Uh, it's like <laughs> choose a bad campaign slogan for DJ Nibbles. Oh wait, okay, that's good. I'm writing that down. Yeah, I mean we should we should do that. I was trying to think if I could find like a goofy one for each pathway, but I like that like one for like one wrong answer in each pathway. Yeah, that's yeah, good. so yeah, yeah, one for uh, you know choosing the harem, one for choosing the silly silly DJ Nibbles. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Let the doctor fall in love with Lizzie. Um, tell them the doctor is in the house. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a. I can. I can absolutely do that. I think. What do I? I have like fifteen achievements right now, so I need more anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me see. So you said you fixed some typos. I think there was only like one thing I wanted you to change. There were like two. Um, the the frisky frisky randomly shows up in the rover storyline at yes, the end. Yeah. That that was that's that's fixed. Clearly, now, yeah. you just programmed it so like the letter yeah. F stands for Frisky, <laughs> but F I stands yep. for Fido, and I, I'm guessing yeah, that's I, how. I'm it... Pretty, it's, it was something like that. Oh, this was a thing that um that someone asked for, and it was something that you actually did when you were coding. Um, I want to say the the trapped in a soap opera game, uh, and I didn't realize it was a thing you could do, but I saw that you did it, so it's um. When you have to make a decision, basically the last line of dialogue stays on the screen, so you know what you're reacting to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. That's yeah. something you could totally do. Yeah, I had, I had no idea, but there was a reviewer who complained about it, because there were a few points where he forgot what he was supposed to be doing. So, uh, I I mean, that one was actually kind of a pain, because I had to program each decision individually, and there's what, like... 20 indiv- 20 decisions per pathway so uh, I had to make 120 changes to the code just to get that to work really but, I thought I thought it was just yeah. you just double type the line I mean double yeah, press I the mean, last I, I, line I, of dialogue before each decision uh, uh, I don't know it, it took me a little while I don't know maybe maybe I, maybe I was wrong. doing it the slow way yeah I'm not sure um, but anyway, that's that's all done now. Uh, I wanted uh, to change that one joke where she's coming up with silly names that start with F. Yes. <laughs> so would I change it from Frankenstein to Frappuccino, or, or no, Ferganacious so. Some... to... <laughs> Frank- Frankenstein we left. I think we got rid of Ferganacious. Yeah, yeah so uh, Frappuccino, Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's that's fixed. Um, oh, and, and uh, the scene with... Um, in the kitten the cla- the kitten's classroom mm-hmm. uh the chalkboard um i i erased what was on the chalkboard and typed in uh cat pun names for all 50 states onto the chalkboard <laughs> cuz i thought that would be funny <laughs> so so that happened that's in the game now yes i feel like uh um something i wouldn't say minor but mm-hmm. major minor i don't know 
I kind of wanted to redo the ending of the uh, Thunderpaw pathway, because DJ Nibbles yeah. is mean. I think I remember one reviewer commenting on that. It's like, why is DJ <laughs> Nibbles so mean at the end of the Thunderpaw pathway? Oh. And that's... That is because I wrote the Thunderpaw pathway before the DJ Nibbles pathway, so I had no idea what DJ Nibbles' personality would be like. <laughs> well, you're uh, you're welcome to uh, if if you want. I'm I'm not planning to post the update for another couple of weeks, so um, yeah, yeah. I think the the June 12th is the day I I put it on my calendar to start like completely finalizing everything. Uh, if you want to make any changes uh, to that pathway, uh, let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll do double it. check it. I think what I need to do is um, I wrote DLC for it, so I kind of mm-hmm. tried to make the DLC fit. Where um, in uh, the DJ Nibbles pathway, uh, spoilers for everybody, but um, there's a debate which turns him evil, and that's that's sort of <laughs> one of the jumping off points for this DLC. And so I, you know, I I just need to rewrite it so it kind of more mirrors evil DJ Nibbles at the debate at the end of the uh, the Thunderpaw pathway. Okay. But it's basically the storyline is that you you're trying to avoid DJ Nibbles turning into an evil monster at the debate. You don't want him to, <laughs> you don't want it to be the bad DJ Nibbles uh, ending like where where when he tortured Thunderpaw. Man, I need to finish a project so we can get started on that or get started on on produ- producing that one. <laughs> And then figure out how DLC works. Oh, boy. I was going to say, I know know that the smart business move for us to do is to uh, figure out why people liked Cat President and, like, milk that cash cow for all it's worth. But I kind (laughs) of like what we're doing with with, with the pizza boy that delivered, uh, I mean, pizza delivery boy who saved the world. Because it's sort of the same, but sort of different. I mean, yeah. It, I think people liked how silly it was, <laughs> how weird it was, the fact that there were lots of pictures of cute cats, stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I think the the art style is like really like it's either like you think it's really cool or you think it's dumb. Like I guess there's not a lot of in between, but the people who like it are pretty into it, and we're only improving that with Pizza Boy. Now every character has like a bunch of different expressions instead of just being a static photo. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think for uh, visual novels going forward, I think this photos idea is is what we should do because I think it looks really cool. It's and it's unique. Like there aren't a lot of other vis- like there are basically no visual novel developers doing this besides um, uh, besides Hatoful Boyfriend with the uh, pigeon characters. I, I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, so many visual novel games, basically all of them just have anime art style. So I think anything we could do to differentiate from that is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so we're, we're starting to run out of time. Um, we, I did get a couple of questions on, on, uh, Twitter, if you want to go over them real quick. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Sure. Uh, so just tying back into what we were just talking about, uh, Cat President, uh, Anna Bernarski wants to know, uh, (laughs) the way she phrased it is, Rover is best candidate, question mark, and then the answer is yes. Uh, but real quick, well, who's your favorite candidate? Who's your favorite character? Um... Gosh, DJ Nibbles is the easiest one to write for. I'll, I'll just I'll I'll go with DJ Nibbles as the easiest one to write for. Um, yeah, gosh, Doctor Nom Noms is the hardest to write for. I'm not sure if his DLC mm. is going to be at all popular, but uh, um, what happens is Jason, um, one of the failed candidates, becomes a villain in that storyline. Jason Jason was my favorite stock art in the entire game, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a weird-looking cat. And so I just, just made it into a whole storyline where he's a villain who tries to sabotage Dr. Nom Noms. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think... I still think Kale is my favorite. 
what is Kale's <laughs> DLC? Oh, this is the one that nobody's gonna like. <laughs> oh. The one where a group of college students decide that he's offensive, and they, they try to ban him. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> and let me see, that's the one where Bill, Bill comes back, and Bill's a monster, because, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you call it? Because Bill, it... <laughs> This is a problem with writing different storylines at the, uh, at different times. Like we, uh, you know, Kale goes to this college, and then and then in the other storylines, um, that's where um, you know the main character's evil ex boyfriend lives. I I mean I know he's there for um, I think the Frisky storyline, isn't he? And I think he also gets mentioned yeah. there in the the Rover storyline too. But mm-hmm. we go to the college in the kill storyline and just never mention him whatsoever. Oop. <laughs> and so what happens oh. is uh, Bill totally sets up Kale slash a heroine to uh, just be destroyed because he wants revenge on them. Oh, oh Bill. Oh, Bill. Bill is awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this already, but I, I tried really hard to cast your you as Bill. Yes. <laughs> tried to make Bill a picture of you. <laughs> And and it didn't work. You wouldn't let me. (laughs) Instead, you became the henchman. I like the storylines. Bill, I mean, let me quote the, um... Yeah. uh, Quote just the DLC here. It's like, hmm, Bill, are you plotting something evil? Me? No, that's a silly idea. Almost as silly as Kale's computer password. Could you tell me if his password is really just Kale Kale? (laughs) Heroin. Ha, tell you his password's Kale Kale? I'd never do something dumb like that. I know for a fact that Kill's email password is Citizen oh. Kill. Oh, oh, heroin. No. Bill, <laughs> great. Thank you. <laughs> oh. So I, I think he, pa- uh, he like, hacks and uh, posts something silly. Not something silly, but something evil. And uh, Thunderpaws DLC is him. It's all about his Twitter er, litter campaign. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I can finish anything, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll add that back to the production schedule, as it were. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so we uh, we also got a, a couple of questions from Elizabeth Pfeffer. Um, she wants to know uh, what's your favorite board game. Um, I don't play board games. <gasps> uh, Battleship. Actually, wait, Battleship. Yep, that's the one I've played most recently. Uh, I really, really liked Pandemic Legacy that came out a couple of years ago, um, and uh, kind of an older game uh, called Key to the Kingdom. Uh, everyone should check out uh, if they want uh, kind of an adventure game, kind of D&D. Those, those two are probably my favorite. Uh, could we um, make an adventure game based off that? <laughs> um, uh, probably not. I think they actually just released an, an app based on the game. Oh, so, no. Someone, yeah, like a, like a iOS version of the board game. Uh, anyway, uh, those are cool. Um, and one more question. Sorry, I'm rushing us through, but we're running out of time. <sighs> okay. Um, what games have you played for 10 minutes and quit? Cause the game was really stupid. I would say Nancy drew the model mysteries, except I did do a video walkthrough for it someday. Cause you know, me playing Nancy drew video games is clickbait. Even the awful <laughs> licensed ones made by THQ. Oh, Games if I quit because they're stupid, man. It it takes so much for me to even like start a game at this point. Like I I read like so many reviews, and then the game has to be really cheap, and it has to kind of pass all these barriers before I'll even 
start playing a game and start wanting to invest time in it just because I have so little free time. So it it rarely even gets to the point where I'm playing a game that has a chance of being dumb. Um, oh, there was some uh, there was a stupid tennis game on a PlayStation Network. I played racket, racket something. I don't know. We, I tried to play it online with a couple of my friends, and there were there were so many problems with it. Like we, it was only one versus one, so we couldn't all play at the same time. Uh, it was just they they were promoting it as the next Rocket League game, and the whole stupid thing was there was like one button you could push, and we couldn't figure out how to push the one button. Uh, racket Racket Jam, something with jam in the title. That that was dumb. We didn't we, that did not last very long in our in our uh, game night. Okay, well I guess we can wrap this up then. Yep, I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M Franzen, and Michael is at Argolfumpf, which is spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on Steam or itch.io or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Um, we still have two games on Steam Greenlight. They haven't shut that down yet. <laughs> we probably have like a week, maybe. I don't Please know. Vote for They're us. actually supposed <laughs> Steam's supposed to give us an update uh, within the next week or two about what's going to happen. So <sighs> anyway, yeah, please, 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 please vote for them. Uh, the Pizza Delivery Boy You Save the World, which we've been talking about today, and uh, the Francie Drew and Friends Collection. Vote, vote, vote. Um, our theme song is Dead Monster by March of the Danger Men. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at orrock.com. And uh, that's about it. Anything you want to add? Nope. Thank, thank you very much for your support. And please, please vote for our game so we can... Please. I want that Pizza Delivery Boy game finished. <laughs> I'm on chapter two. We're getting somewhere. There's, there can't be that many more chapters left, Isn't right? Isn't there like seven? Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. I'm I'm getting there. I'm um, I think I'm like a fourth of the way through the script, actually. Oh, I had a random idea for game. Oh, jeez. You know, I think about things to talk in the podcast, and then I forget about them. Oh, save it for next month if it's a good discussion topic. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say. Uh, I think I only half brought up that uh, you know if we were trying to milk the uh, cash cow that is cat president, yeah. figure out which direction <laughs> we go. Is it because people like political games? So is our next game going to be Help, I've Switched Bodies with President Crazy Pants? Or is it, <laughs> is it because, okay. or is it because it sounds great. people love the cats? And, and, then, and then it would be, help, my cat, my professor is a cat. <laughs> it, was, it, was such a, it was such a perfect storm, I think. Like, you know, election fever was hitting. Uh, everyone loves cats. The president's angle was funny. The romance angle was even weirder and funnier. Like... It just, it had so many good elements working for it, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know that, that just... Yeah. It was a random idea. I, <laughs> I switched bodies with President Crazy Pants. That's kind of fun. Don't tempt me. That sounds like a fun idea. <laughs> but it's like, I had no idea how I would do that.
President Chris switch bodies with President Crazy Pants. <laughs> oh, it'd be like a Freaky Friday thing, right? They both they both closed their eyes and wished really hard that the other person could see things from their point of view, and then they both switch bodies. I mean, that's what we'd have to do. We'd have to do other scenes where President Crazy Pants is in the other person's body, like alternate scenes, alternate yeah, alternating scenes. Yeah, and so it's like, do I fit this into a cat president? Does it become its own thing? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, well, we, we should. We, we'll talk about this next month.